This is Around the Table, where we explore the benefits of cooperative ownership. And this week, we're discussing the latest global market updates with Joe Lardy, market research analyst for CHS. Joe, obviously, weather conditions have been a mixed bag this spring. How has that affected planning progress so far overall? Well, Mike, it looked like we were going to have a really open spring. We had no flooding, and there weren't really any other early weather challenges this year. The weather warmed up pretty early in March, and I think that renewed hopes for a lot of early activity. And we did see a good deal of work uh, done last fall. So I think folks are really chomping at the bit to get things going early on this spring. But the weather really changed in kind of late March and, and through most of April. You know, temperatures have been pretty cool. And that's really put a damper on a lot of this uh, planning progress. And I looked at the soil temps this morning, the, the latest maps, and, and soil temps are only in the mid-30s from pretty much I-80 north. And so I think that cool weather has, has really put a damper on the early enthusiasm and, and kept the pace pretty reasonable. The other thing that we're watching is the lack of precip that we're seeing in the Dakotas. The drought monitor continues to show that those areas are desperately in need of rain. And the planning progress numbers that we've received from the government uh, every Monday afternoon, that shows corn planning is currently 8% done, which is right on the five-year average. But I think the early conditions that we saw in early March, I think people were hoping that they would be farther along than they are right now. And I think that the cool temperatures that we're continuing to experience here are going to keep the progress kind of right about the average. Maybe it, it, it feels a little bit slow here, but I think the extended forecasts are for temperatures to warm up. And we know the American farmer can plant pretty aggressively when the temperatures warm up. So I'd expect things to be slow now, but in a couple of weeks, I think we're going to see pretty big jumps in that planning progress. So as you said, we've had plenty of challenges for our planting season. They've had plenty of challenges in Brazil with their safrina corn crop. It's been very dry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the weather in Brazil this whole year has been a has been a real challenge for them. And the the second corn crop or the safrina crop was planted late this year. And in order to maintain good production, their rainy season really needs to last throughout May. And with Brazil being a tropical country, their weather patterns are a little bit different than ours here in the U.S. You know, we can get storms that move through all season long, where Brazil has the rainy season where the rains come and they're almost every single day. And then when they taper off, they kind of disappear. And normal pattern in Brazil is for that rainy season to end sometime kind of in the end of April, maybe the beginning of May. And they just had a, a scheduled rain event last weekend that was disappointing. And I think that's really starting to set the tone. And a lot of people are really believing that the uh, rainy season is pretty much coming to an end here. And if uh, let's take, for example, Mato Grosso, which is one of their key growing areas. There's a municipality in the south central part of, of Mato Grosso. And so far through April, they've received less than two inches of rain. Their normal April rainfall is in the seven to nine inch area. And so given that, I mean, even if they do get some rain events, they're probably only going to see half of the rainfall that they expect to see. So Brazil is exceptionally dry. And with the Brazilian corn crop 
two to four weeks behind normal, an early or even a normal end to the rainy season could substantially hurt production down there. And most analysts have already dropped their estimates by a few million tons, but there is starting to, seems like every day that goes by, there's more and more talk about production reductions. And we could be looking at a, a production cut of 10 million tons or more. Well, let's look at the demand side of the picture. What trends are you seeing there? Right now, demand is pretty spicy. And the tight supplies that we have here in the U.S. are making our markets very dynamic right now. Basis levels are firming up across the country. And frankly, they have to be. They need to do a lot of work to get grain to move now. And even though we've had a, a nice rally in futures prices, you know, corn is comfortably above $6.00. Beans are, are right about $15 today. The physical movement has been really slow just uh, through our observation in our network. Producers are not reacting to this price rally probably the, the way that they should. And so that basis levels are moving higher and higher trying to get that grain to move. And in a lot of places, the price that actually gets paid is well above where the posted bid is. And I think the terrible weather that uh, I just mentioned in Brazil has raised justifiable concerns, and that's opening up additional demand pulls out of the U.S. for our exports. And I think when we talk about demand and, you know, I've kind of painted a bullish picture, you know, demand being really spicy. I think we need to be a little bit cautious and we can't grow our bullish horns so big that I can't walk through the door. And I think we need to look out for the things that could temper demand. And one thing that happened just this morning, China issued some new guidelines that recommended to cut corn and soybean meal usage in their hog and poultry feed. And we know that China is short corn as evidenced by the huge purchases they have on with the US. But if they push out these government mandated big reductions to future feed rations, that could certainly temper U.S. exports in the future, and that's something that we're going to have to watch pretty closely. Yeah, a lot to keep track of, a lot of things impacting the markets, and should be an interesting year. That's Joe Lardy, Market Research Analyst at CHS. Thanks for joining us around the table. Learn more about the benefits of co-op ownership from CHS at cooperativeownership.com.